Gary, you got the pen? Yeah, I could get it. Who needs? Hello? Harvest. The back room. Yeah, we've been going for like 30 minutes. And you just interrupted. I'm just kidding. Now we're about to get rolling, so that's a lot.
just pray and ask that um, you would help each and every single situation that needs help. Oh. 
something the Lord's put on my heart, man, is we've gotten we've gotten too comfortable being in the dark. You know, having the having the dim lights in the room. You know, being able to kind of hide to ourselves and you know deal with our own problems and our own things and our own words just between us and God. And man, it's, it, we've got to quit being comfortable in a in a certain circumstance of worship and praise. Because then when we're out in the real world and things are brought to life, we don't want to praise. We don't want to worship. We don't want to look silly. We don't want to look like there's something out of the norm. But man, God cannot work with things that you keep in the dark. That you've got to be brought to the light. That have to be brought to the light. Otherwise, He can't really work with them. When you hide into yourself and you don't pour it out, whether somebody's in the room, whether somebody else isn't in the room,
good. Yeah, come on. Sometimes when we have that reluctancy to leave and we're wanting to leave, that's when sometimes if we make the decision to linger and stay just a little bit longer, that's when the breakthrough happens, right? That's when the, the spirit really makes itself known. And what I've been seeing, just like Will was talking, it's like these students had a reason to leave. They, they could have been reluctant to leave. They had classes to go to. They had homework. They had jobs to go to. But they had a bigger reluctancy to stay and continue to seek after the thing that's already lingering inside of them. And it reminds me of, you know, um, the, the, the anointing oil that they talk about in Exodus for the very first time in chapter 32. That anointing oil was even put on the altar and that smell lingered there on the altar for all time. So when they went in there, they smelt that anointing oil. And God specifically told them, they said, this anointing oil is only used for the priests. And that just showed me, we're now the priests, right? We're, we're now a royal priesthood through Christ. That anointing oil, that smell that lingered is now upon us at all times. So he's lingering around us 24-7 because that smell, the, the way that we smell to him is so beautiful that it was reserved just for us. And now it's time for us to say, hey, we want, we want more of that. So like Will was saying, we can go out and we can live revival, not just in a building, but out in the world.
you want to you want to be made well. And the question that the Lord gave me to ask, I don't know who it's for, um, but it's are you holding on to something that has caused more pain than what's needed? <laughs> like are you are you currently holding on to something in your life, in your past, that is causing you more pain than what is needed? You know, we talk about living a life of victory and, and abundance and getting through what we're going through, but what are you currently holding on to that is causing you pain? And, you know, we're supposed to live a joyful life, and, and you want to get there. That's what your goal, but you still feel like there's something you're holding on to that's causing you pain. And if that's you, I feel like you need to share, because once what the Lord reveals, he will heal. So get it out there so that we can we can get work through it, and we can pray for it, and you can, you can be healed from that. That's one million percent me. I cannot quit vaping for the life of me. I've tried everything except cold turkey because I'm a wuss. But I've been going through that, and like the exact that's like the exact words that were in my head, except I kept using the words like punishment, obviously. Like this crazy, weird, sore throat, stress thing I've had for like a month now is punishment because I vape, which I know is not how God works, but you said it better. It's like something I'm holding on to. Um, you know, I'm causing I'm, more pain. Yeah, like God is going to heal me. He wants to heal me, but all I have to do is accept it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, getting rid of this vape would be accepting it. So, I do need prayer and deliverance from uh, my addiction to vape. It's been like six years now, too. So, it's like, you know, longer than what I thought it was. It's probably been a couple of years. No, it's been six years. Freshman year of high school. Six years. That guy sitting right beside you, he's, he's coming. Uh, he quit like a month ago. Yeah. I'm doing better. Yeah. You're going to get there. I thought it was going to be like a month. Yeah, it's how it feels right now. Dude, whatever's blocking you, man, it's it's crazy. Because once you just, once you accept it and just roll with it and drop it, you won't look back. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried to, I've tried to kick it. Chaz, this might be, you might be uncomfortable, but would you mind if I pray for him? Mm. <laughs> I don't know. The, you know I, don't, man, I don't know what it is to be like praying in front of a bunch of people, oh, but I can't like, I'll pray for you as me tonight. Yeah. yeah. I'll do, I'll do something else for that. Yeah. All right, well then, I'll pray for you for me. Okay. Well, Lord, I, I thank you for giving me the, the insight and the, and the word of knowledge that somebody needs to let go of something that they were holding on to, Lord. We, we pray and ask that you would give Kirby the strength and, and the, the want and the desire to continue to let go of this thing that feels like it's holding him back. Lord, I pray and ask that you would encourage him that through the journey that he's going to take of, of letting go, that even when he does pick it up and, and he fails, Lord, that he would remember that it, it's, it's going to be okay, that failure is how we learn and how we grow but in the end it's going to be done forever so father we thank you for his willingness and his boldness to speak up and be honest and transparent and we praise you that the work is already done and accomplished in jesus name Anybody have anything, anything on their heart, a song or anything?
I kind of feel like I haven't shut up tonight. Um, but I mean, I told Will that I, I had some stuff to share, and I've been able to share it so far. Um, I talked to somebody at the gym today after Garrett left, and they they've really been struggling. I mean, they they've really really been struggling. Um, you can tell that because of their sadness and their sorrows and depression that they're going through, they've lost a, a ton of weight. Um, and they don't look too healthy. And, uh, I get to talk to them today, and I said, hey, I'm, I'm reading a book right now, and um, this part has really encouraged me. And I just said that because I knew that they like to read, and they like to get more knowledge, and we just began to have a conversation back and forth, and he said, you know, over the last month, I've really tried to grow deeper into my relationship with the Lord, and it seems that as more as that I do that, I'm seeing, number one, people come into my life telling me that they're praying for me, which I've never experienced, and number two, God actually answered prayers. And I said, well, you know what they say uh, in Psalms, that God is close to the brokenhearted, mm -hmm. and he said, I needed that. I said, I'll, I'll give you one of my favorite verses from Psalms, and any time that I know that someone's heartbroken, uh, I tell them this verse. It's Psalm 56, 8. You've kept track of all my wandering and my weeping. You've stored my many tears in your bottle. Not one will be lost, for they are all recorded in your book of remembrance. Mm -hmm. and, so, and so I told him, I said, listen, every single time that you have tears through this battle and this brokenness that you've gone through, remember that God is keeping those tears in a bottle. He's got it labeled. He has it remembered. And he promises to redeem every tear that you've ever cried. And he said, I, he said, you have no clue how much I've needed that. That's crazy. So then I was like, well, good Lord, that's awesome. I, I completely forgot about that verse until I just needed it. And then I uh, was leaving. He said, now call Anthony and tell Anthony. And I was like, oh, dang, okay, well, let's do it again. So I, I get on my phone. I say, hey, Anthony, how you how you doing? And he was like, well, yeah, I'm good. I was like, well, that's good, Anthony. <laughs> and I said, I said, what are you doing? He said, I'm just on my way home from work. What's what's going on? I said, well, the Lord just wanted me to call you and, and tell you this verse. And so I read him the verse, and I said, uh, you've kept track of all my wondering and my weeping. You've stored many tears in your bottle. Not one will be lost, for they all are recorded in your book of remembrance. And he said, I haven't told anyone this, but he said, I have been struggling for about a month and just been been really beaten up. He said that everything that's been going on right now has just really put me in a defeated mindset. And he said, knowing that the Lord has seen my tears and that he will redeem them just gives me so much encouragement that I'm going to be all right. So if you need that, you've been crying recently, you've been upset recently, that's for you too. Psalm 56, 8. time I tried to make it on my own Every time I tried to stand start to fall All those lonely, lonely roads I've traveled on There's 
I have heard this before, but I thought it was pretty uh, hard for both of you, actually. The story of the buffalo. Ever heard of the story of the buffalo and the cow? Okay. Maybe this is kind of wise wisdom or whatever, but I feel as if, like, hear yourself when I say this. Either put yourself in these situations. But it's weird. We've got a storm going on right now, and lots of animals, you know this, have instincts. They know when a storm's coming. They sense it. Dogs, all of the above, right? Birds. But so do, dog, uh, so do cows and buffalo, okay? And the interesting thing about a cow is that they sense it and they start, they start running. They start running away from the storm. But that's, that's not what the buffalo does. Interesting enough, some of the pictures you might see with buffalo covered in snow or every, everything else. Buffalo actually starts going to the storm, running right towards it, okay? And I feel like there's, there's plenty of us at plenty of times in our lives that we're both, we've been a cow many times. And what, what's wild to me is that, you know, cows aren't very fast. Like, you know, they can't be around real fast. The storm eventually catches up with them. And I think we have that happen too. Like even as hard as our efforts of recognizing something's not good for us, it's gonna really mess up everything around me. Mm -hmm. You hear that? Yeah. And I wanna run away from it, but it still catches up to you. And even if after it catches up to you, they're still run, trying to run away. So they're not, they're not just in it long, they're, they're, they're in it longer than you even have to be. That sounds like to me, and I'm not trying to be a biblical scholar, never pretend to be, is the people of Israel. The Israelites getting out of, out of, you know, into the promised land. It took them a lot longer than they should be, right? Yeah. So, and I'm, I'm not making light of anything, but it's interesting how God designed two different creatures with those two different types of re responses to learn from. And so now you're going to see a buffalo in a whole different light because they go straight to the storm. Not only do they face what, what's chaos, and see, I'm not even pointing out like the deep sin that I know we probably want to pretend or I'm not talking about these guys, I don't even know, but they're walking away from them, okay? <laughs> I don't, again, I'm not talking, I don't know those guys, but just being cows, okay? Mm -hmm. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, take take some things on, boys. Like, be a, <laughs> be a buffalo. But you know you won't, it will be gone sooner. That's a promise. Mm -hmm. And like, again, I'm not telling you like scriptures and stuff, but like, a good reason to go get, again, to go get an Anthony, is that that's over with. Stop running. Stop running. We're going to take you 
look, even even here's the beautiful thing. We know bison or, herd, or buffalo goes in herds. They'll go together, you know. And so I just, I wanted to share some of that as it does sound like it's a weird parallel there. I don't know if it makes any sense no, at all, Will. But knowing that, man, we've got a whole generation of cows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> man, them heifers. <laughs> yeah. It is a cow. That's a cow. I didn't mean it in the other way. A red heifer, actually, is also a cow. So, watch. I think behavior is so important to watch with not even, I didn't even, I mean, I can apply plenty of scripture to, to make that. I guess you could call it more preachy or whatever you want to say, but in reality, for I'm just using your situation because you're bold enough to say something, but like there's no like run from it anymore. You don't have to run from that. Yeah, take that sucker on. You, well, you know, you get rid of it. Yeah. So yeah, you're saying uh, cold turkey is cold turkey. You're saying being a cow eventually I got to storm because I don't want to do it anymore. So maybe in ten years I don't want to do it anymore. I'll get rid of it. But yeah, it, it'll subside. I get that. You know what I'm saying? That's good. My dad smoked since junior high. Yeah. But what ended up happening? A quadruple bypass. So he was forced to. Yeah. His heart. Right. He's killing his lungs and heart. That's you don't want to do it So like one of the reasons why I quit going to church was because my fear of God was wrong. Mm-hmm. So my fear of God was what my people in my family ta- taught me. Sure. Which was like fire and brimstone, punishment. You will go to hell if you do this. If you do that, he'll punish you this way. So like in my in my mind, like the reason why I know I'm so addicted to why I know it's such a problem is because I'm really afraid of what's going to have to happen to me now that I don't want to do it. Now that I don't want to, I'm going against my own conviction and staying and staying so addicted. I'll use the same upbringing that you've been taught this message, and everyone can hear it too. And maybe I wasn't. He, I wasn't like, my so either. during a storm, the Christ, while the disciples are freaking out, you're still freaking out. What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. He's just sleeping under the boat, man. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. as you're going through something, mm-hmm. always find where Jesus is. Like I'm not saying where the religious or disciples, because there's plenty of those out there too, that would call something out and say what are we going to do but man when there's when there's a storm sometimes sometimes when there's things going on or you're 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 in the moment of flipping a page of your story that's that's one of the most impactful moments of your life you do not know what's behind that next door just by giving something up right mm-hmm. so looking at the storm in a different manner because I'm not, I didn't call it a sin. Just because a cow or a, a buffalo goes through a storm doesn't mean they're sinning. Yeah. Those things are going to happen. Those are things that have been told to you all your life, you know. Oh, you become a Christian, you're, you know, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's true to the animals, the creatures that he created, and everyone else, including us. And so, again, I'm not calling out any kind of sin. I just call it a storm. And then knowing that beyond that, you don't have to go through it anymore. You know? And and knowing now 
the creatures of the air and the birds and the buffalo, they don't know what a savior can do. The power that Matt talked about where it resides in the inside, where knowing that the Holy Spirit can quicken our mortal bodies, can guide us when we're weak. He is made strong. That's that's a flipping crazy to think. Mm-hmm. That even in the moments where you don't know what to pray, he does. Yeah. Right? So the the mentality of like I'm what I hear or what I can see because I'm weird like this is like when I see some people again I'm going to use these guys (coughs) it's kind of classic because that's like a classic thing people would walk out right that they do that in church too so like (laughs) I'm like am I speaking truth yeah so moo (laughs) moo you hear what I'm saying yeah anytime you can start picking that up when, when I heard that about the, the story of the buffalo, I started seeing more cows. And I don't see many buffalo. Yeah. Okay, Kirby, and like, Garan, you know, you've been a buffalo though, man. I've seen you through it. And God sees you through it. That's what you'll start seeing is that, man, that courage to go, go face that, sometimes you'll have to face it on your own, but if you make it through, and you realize, man, he's the author and finisher, and he he's got me through. There he is. What's up, bro? So that's the story. I'm sticking to it. Y'all can take it, run with it. Yeah, it's super good. It's really good. Yeah. It applies to a lot of things that you don't think. It's like, man, you know, oh, like what? Almost everything. But I I've been there. Sure. Sit over here. Yeah. Or sit on the couch. Say, yeah, go sit over here. Sit over here. Because we can pray for you. The Lord put us on you. Put you on our heart, man. Right. Come on, now. That's good. Uh, something not related at all. That was well. The only reason why it, it reminded me of it because it's just animals, basically, is the only reason why it popped in my head. We were playing disc golf the other day, and the other day before that, other day before, I've been playing so much disc golf, it's like ridiculous. Like I'm, that could possibly be like an addiction to like actually, it could be, a, it could become a problem. Maybe purchasing the disc. Really, yes. really. Um. Anyways, um, Stephen always talks about calling himself a black sheep. He always was like, I'm a black sheep. So uh, if you don't know Stephen, he's a recovering heroin addict. Okay. He used to be, he's not anymore. Um, he always calls himself an, an addict all the time, but I tell him he's not. So something that kind of popped in my head mm-hmm. is um, like the sheep and the coyotes, the sheep and the wolves or whatever. And the sheep are holy and good and the wolves are evil. You know, like the, the, the evil of the world. And Stephen used to be a wolf. And coyote, and whether it was from, whether it was through us, obviously through Jesus, but if it was from uh, recovery and you know rehab and all that stuff where he came to God or us, we saved him from that, and he's now a sheep. So what's going to happen to a sheep if they all of a sudden want to become a coyote again? They're not going to survive. They're going to get absolutely massacred by the world. So it's really important 
that would keep Stephen and other sheep who are now sheep out of the world because they can't go back to it. They can't survive. Even if you're a black sheep, at least you're a sheep. Yeah. Mm. But you know what I'm saying. Well, right? it, uh, I'll take it a step further because he's, he's sitting here. Uh, that's the need of the shepherd. Mm. Who will identify and point out because you'll hear you hear all this all the time in churches, you know, the, the wolves in sheep, you know, sheep covered wolves that well what is that what the heck does that mean? But we're all sheep in need of the shepherd. Amen. And so that the enemies out there that will take all all of it and, and massacre and, and beat the heck out of it to turn you into what a monster, you know. Here's what I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna flip this scripture on its head, but mostly for Anthony. Okay, when when you hear the Beatitudes, it says where we at Matthew five Beatitudes. Hopefully, a lot of people know that. I'll just I'll just start reading it. Matthew 5, it says, seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain. Remember, he goes above a seated place. Then sits down. He sat down with the disciples and came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. I'm going to stop at meek, okay? Because you make a great point about people that were once something and no longer identify. Because that's the identity issue that we we are struggling with. Um, not just men, not just the younger generation, but I go back to... I'm I'm more on the end of a millennial, right? Where they started millennials, eighty eighty four. Okay, so I still feel like I'm I'm young enough for you guys, but not old enough for that past generation. Meaning meaning our fathers, okay? So our dads, his dad, his daddy, all the all your daddies, right? So they they were given something given a title that, that I still I have today which I, I love as father mm-hmm. mm. okay and the father figure more than anything else God uses the Christ to show if you see me you've seen the father right Anthony okay so how does he come and say this why does he come in and swoop in with the disciples on the um, this is this is one of the biggest preached sermons, one of the few sermons that made it to the book yep. that he's saying to him, and he uses the word meat shall inherit the earth. That would look like that ain't happening right now. We got like I said, we got a bunch of monsters. And I'm not trying to label them or whatever, but they ain't sheep. <laughs> this is not sheep. Right? Yeah. Am I, am I, can y'all hear me? But when you can look this up a little. I know you're you were defining what was the word linger? Mm-hmm. Defining meekness 
will hopefully not just for yourselves, but for this feller and Anthony, why you're why you, we came and got you is because you need we all need this. Okay, neatness is not what you think. Neatness is right. Neatness is not weakness. That ain't that, like let's throw out all the what maybe religion taught. See the opposite of what that monster is that I'm, I'm, you know, going and eating, devouring the sheep, right? We were actually given that authority, not just in the garden, but with, with the three, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, all there in the garden with Adam. We were given that authority over all things. And then on the seventh day, he rested, so he... He, he gave all of that to us. That's all Genesis 2. But I still go back to meekness. Okay? Why is of, of those Beatitudes, he's talking to saying you should inherit the earth. Back when you fast or rewind all the way back to Genesis, he gave us authority. And go, it says to go and multiply. Mm -hmm. He gave us all authority on the earth. Okay? Yeah. So what if I said that the only difference between meekness and that monster is knowing when to say no or knowing when to yield and knowing when to submit. Look it up. I mean, so what, what, I, is, what so is the definition of that? Go ahead. Meekness? Yes. Meekness literally is being quiet, gentle, and easily imposed on or submissive. So here's the here's the truth, because that, that scripture does make no sense to anyone. You know, you're saying, how is that gonna happen? If they're gonna inherit the earth, and you hear that, that's a Merriam Webster or a lay, layman's terms. It's yeah. not a, a Hebraic or whatever you want to look at it through the lens of the spirit, okay? But if you understand submission, yeah. I I give my life away. Yeah. Jesus hung on the cross, said you could bring forth legions of angels, yeah. yet he still freely gave it. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Are y'all getting this? Yeah. So like knowing that the heroin addict is struggling, there's a monster in him that can really go back to being that. Or if that no, if he knows meekness, he understands that I can withhold. So here, here's the other part that I don't think we're, we're, we're either not taught this or something that I've learned here in the actually past five years. So as an adult, the garden was so cool. Mm -hmm. that, that interaction with the serpent, which I... I have you have you ever seen a, a snake talk? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like, was it a serpent or was it a person? I just ask questions like that when I read this book. I ask God, I'm like, okay, that was obviously that was Satan. We know that's Satan. Anyway, he wanted Eve. He wanted something that that woman, because he did. Her name is not Eve yet. Okay. I think this is important for, especially for men, okay? 
her name's not Eve yet, but he, he said it's good, it's not good for man to be alone. Okay? Creates the woman, puts out of sleep, creates the woman out of the rib, and then puts them in the garden to dwell, have dominion. Here comes that serpent. Like I said, is it more human? Is it more animal? We don't know. Talks to her, and one of the biggest, this is this is goes back to meekness, okay? One of our biggest issues that we have over all the animals, okay? Right before he's put to sleep, God shows him all the animals. He names all the animals. It says that right in Genesis 2. He was able to name all the animals, and he couldn't find. God was trying to show him something in all the animals. Gave them a name, attributed a lot of it to their character, their looks. But that's something that he couldn't be alone with. He even says that in the next couple of scriptures. It's not good for man to be alone. But he's trying to find that. He's seeing that in animals. He's seeing that animals procreate. You know, they have sex. We can say all that. We're grown men. And so he's like, well, it's not good for that man to be alone. And then all of a sudden, they're thrown in with this serpent. Hopefully, I'm not confusing you. But the serpent is the monster, okay? The serpent, Satan, is our monster. What What he's able to do, and he's still able to do this today, is have us act out. So animals, when they're hungry, they eat. They have want to have sex, they're going to have sex. What's the difference between an animal and us? We have the mind, will, and emotions. We have that spirit control of So, not only that, in, he says it in nice, pretty terms. I just say we have the ability to say no. We have the ability to yield. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to say, ooh. And not that we blame Eve or we blame Adam and Eve too. They they acted on something and were told a lie. We know all the story. But we're we're we face that same story, whether it's a vaping or a heroin, okay? Or Anthony, we'll get to you in a second. But whatever you're feeling, we're go we can say we have that ability. And it's called meekness. That monster, the, the what's so beautiful of what Jesus can do is he he showed us how though. It's like, and I'm not I'm not no something special, but trust me, man. I slip and I eat that I eat that fruit, man. Cause it dangles sometimes. But our ability is so different. He even showed us there. And that's why that scripture in its in its whole little bit, how can that happen? If we understood meekness better, that we see him, like for me, that was a beautiful way to see him. And maybe he hears it through the wolf and the sheep. Because that's a little more in depth for us as we know a little more about scripture to understand that. But he's learning how to yield. 
yielded in the right way is now he has a shepherd. In the wilderness, in the wild, because <clears throat> I'm going to blow your minds too. If Lucifer's there, Satan, and Adam and Eve is there, we know a third of the angels are fell, right? Mm -hmm. So what other creatures and monsters are out there? Yeah. Okay. Well, so it's not just two humans on the planet when we read about the story in Genesis, okay? Fallen angels, God's got in the garden with them, yep. Lucifer's there. So I'm like trying to create a picture here yeah. that here's here's today as well. Yeah. Okay, so like I'm just gonna say you're in the garden, yeah. you're on the earth, and the best way I've heard this said, because I brought I brought you back to the garden, is would you rather be and this is a this is like a I think it's an ancient proverb. Oh, but I'm missing it. Would you rather be a warrior in a garden or a gardener in a war? Mm -hmm. That's meekness. That's good. Man. You see, and we go to it on the physical side of it. Because mm -hmm. you see war. You see war, you see you put on the armor, you put on that, because we, we, we do the physical thing, right? But we also know the value of a garden, right? Right? What? One more time. That horn Would you rather be a warrior yeah. in a garden or a gardener in a war? Yeah, I got that. So, that's meekness. In its in its entirety, I know I've, I've went all around the circle to find this. Couldn't use that tonight, for sure. But so, Anthony, my friend, we plucked you out of your house, right down the street. Thank you. Did you need this? Because you understood you've been in a war, and sometimes that war, brother. Right in between your two years. Yep. Don't be afraid. Just like, here we go. <laughs> they, they didn't get the Buffalo story, but y'all can tell them later. <coughs> so, who you hear that? Because I've, it's been about, like I said, I didn't learn that till I was in my 30s. I know I feel better talking to you because we're on the phone. Right? I'm, I'm cool with that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm the, um, you're in the middle. I'm the most yeah. handsome, so it's easier to talk to me about yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. It's not a compliment to you, Lori. That's my fault. Really got no I was trying to find that one scripture about uh, cloaking yourself or coating yourself in a cloak of humility. It's in Second Peter, but I couldn't find it. That whole verse is so sick. And mm. It's basically me. It's kind of like this. Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's Second Peter something. 
There's how many chapters in Second Peter? Like it's it's not already. It's like three. It's like eight. eight. All right, use that. It's either first. It's either first or Second Peter. Try Second Peter five. Chapter. Huh? There's only four chapters. I mean, four. Yeah, four chapters. There's only four. Try four then. <laughs> Whatever the last chapter is, try that one. Yeah. But it's interesting that, that that's one of the first verses. That's one of the. There's only three chapters. <laughs> oh, really? Second Peter. Try three. Well, why don't they just have one Peter then? Why don't you try? <laughs> it's actually a really good question. Actually, a pretty good book. I just created the sixty-fifth book. Oh, that's oh not God. bad. That's not bad. That's not bad. I felt bad. Right now, instead of <laughs> Matt, you ever played disc golf? Why'd you bring it up earlier? <laughs> he, was saying, he was saying it's like an addiction. Well, he was talking okay. about what's the guy's name? The heroin addict? Steven. But he did not play this golf with me. Oh. That's why I was confused. Steven is an MMA fighter. No, he's a kid. That's not true. I don't believe that either. But I think he's pretty good. I'd say he's trying to figure it out. Whoa. Guns are scary. So, can I rewind really quick while there's a So, we were talking about the garden. You said God, Adam and Eve, Angels, Lucifer, animals, the fallen angels, all these things were in the garden. Where, like, what, where did you go after that? If all these things were there, so what? Like, I'm trying to remember what you said. I went to the thing. It's like they, they still exist in the dead. Connected the. You connected me to. So, all of that. It's still in our garden. You know what I'm saying? We get caught up, like, we want to go back. Like, here's here's some of the, I'm not so against it, and I'm not trying to bash it, but we want to go back to the garden. Before sin, right? Is that what you mean? Like, whenever it's perfect, that's everything we right, need. Right, like, but here's the truth. It's like, <laughs> the garden was, <laughs> it created the earth, and the heavens and the earth, like, it was it was for us to have dominion. So, okay, so like it's still today. You know, we want and churches want to say they want to get back to the authenticity or back to the heart of worship and sing the songs, right? And so, like those are to get us to a place where we can be one with the Father or the Shepherd. Mm-hmm. And so the the garden can be a a place a like I've heard people talk about the internal garden of like I gotta get that stuff out I gotta get a way so I can I can grow you know so I look at it as you've got to see yourself in that in that space with Adam and the reason why I, I bring up the woman because it's important because I know just they just wanted you were married now, right? Am I, am I speaking to that? To the game. So, like, the woman, he takes the rib out of 
he takes the rib out of Adam, or he takes something out of Adam. I, I am finding that because of Genesis one, it speaks of creation of let us make them. So there was something that that creation was a man woman. He was thinking freaking out. This will actually abolish the identity crisis if we ever figured out Genesis one and two in the church. It would crush LGBTQT transgender transphobia disillusion or dysphoria all those terms that are science or psychology and it will crush it because we understand he made us he made them in his image the true identity is found right in the first book right in the first two books and if we don't share that enough that we're going to lose that identity, and he and the and the is still there in the garden. The fallen angels, the monsters, the, Satan himself, because what Satan wanted to do with her, something's different about her. Mm-hmm. Not only is she beautiful, but she's got something in her, and I'm gonna blow your minds again. I don't, I guess I don't know if I blew your minds before, <laughs> but. What she had was Mary, the Virgin Mary. And I just I, I threw that way out there because it's not it's not a theology or biblical scholar thing, but she had a womb. Yeah. A virgin womb. Pure. That's what we're taught. Yeah. Okay? All these things we're taught in, in churches. He wanted to, he wanted her. He wanted her before Adam. Why is he going to her? Why is he not going to Adam? I'm just asking questions because I, these are the kind of things that I do when I read. I'm like, I don't know. She didn't have her identity yet. My first guess is because that's like a multi-tool for sin. Are you you talking about a woman eats the apple and sins, what what is unclean, Will produce unclean, like they're born into sin because she sinned, or what is once clean can never be unclean. Wait, well, you want to go to the script? So the scripture is, he's enticing her with a lie. Yeah. He's enticing the both of them, really. What we're what we're struggling with is we're separating. You're 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 trying to give them a sex, okay, man and woman, which he does. He did create. Adam, he created the helpmate. Okay, so I, I'm going to use another term right there in Genesis 2. It's not good for man to be alone. And all of a sudden he wakes up and I will make him a helpmate. Okay, we know that term, right? Have we heard that? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So the helpmate has something different that Adam does not have. And if I'm not mistaken, it's a womb. He, and here, here again, I'm going to crush all the other identities out there. Men and men cannot procreate. They yeah. cannot create. At, at not just Satan doesn't really understand that whole concept yet because he hasn't seen sex and he hasn't seen that, but he's seen the perversion of it. Right. Okay, so the angels, the they're trying to get to, back to a pure state, back to 
back to not the garden, but to heaven. Like I've got to get back and, you know, I want to conquer all these things. But she's different. Whatever that is, he doesn't know it's a it's a woman yet. He hasn't even given a name. But help me. And I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Eve in a second because here's where the men screwed up. And I'm not gonna, I'm not kidding you. We've screwed up the whole identity even of that. Because we call her Eve when she was only called Eve after the sin. Yeah. Mm. We gave her a name. And not just in the culture means that you take ownership over it. Never intended from the very beginning of what he did when he pulled her out. Okay? Crushing, again, I'm telling you, it crushes every bit of an identity of dysphoria, of transgender, all of that, guys. You see what I'm saying? When it was his intention all along, I want to... I'm the lamb. He was the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth. He knew what was going to happen. God seen all this that He created in the garden. You got you picking this? Yeah. I, Go ahead. Lord show us something. See, Lord show us something <clears throat> because when they were in the garden, the serpent decided he wanted to sneak up in the ear and tell about, you know, you got the good fruit, you got the bad fruit. God told him, you got the good fruit, the bad fruit. Right. Come on. Don't eat of this good, don't eat of the bad for you have anything in this world that you want. He's given us access to everything in this world. And the Holy Spirit just gave this to me. Because I remember him praying over me that God would just give me vision of prophecies and a lot of stuff. He said, you have everything in this world. But anything that is unclean, that is ungodly, do not touch. And what do we do? We touch things that's ungodly. Mm -hmm. I'm not perfect. But we touch things that's ungodly. He says this, Romans 12, it talks about, do not be conformed to this world, but the renewing of your mind. He wants us to live pure, holy, set apart. The Holy Spirit, that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do, live pure, holy, set apart. Now, God showed me this. Now, when you're talking about don't be too cute and all that stuff, if you look into this, if you look into that, that some people are that's some people think that's that's their thing, that's who they are, that's the way they were born. But sometimes they don't want to go back into the back into their childhood. Oh, mommy and daddy, and it's not, and I'm not, you know, mommy and daddy or uncle or auntie or somebody molested me or something happened to me in my childhood and then oh, they get oh, so oh. much in the confusion that hey this is what this is what I am and they miss their identity and it reminds me that we have everything in this world we have everything that God has created us to have we have the kingdom authority we have the keys to the kingdom that's right He's given us everything. But he's saying, don't touch the things that it's not. So yeah, he tells them not to eat of the tree. Right? Not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then Satan tries to catch them in that lie. Surely God didn't say that. Right. Right? Yeah. So he didn't. He's trying to 
tell them mm -hmm. that surely, you know, and this is, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it back to meekness, okay? Our ability to say no, because there's, here's the, here's what I've always said, and it's been told to me many years, there were only really three voices in the garden. And you're talking about auntie and uncle and all this, like there's, we have so many voices in our life, and even in the garden, they chose the wrong voice. So like, <laughs> That's right. We got, we got so many voices. Who are we trying to listen to? Yeah. And we still take the wrong one. She still took the wrong one. So our ability to, to, to say no. Because here's, here's what I'm going to throw Satan in this whole mix. Because I think the churches and religion gets, gets we get... We give him way too much power than he really needs. Right, when really, what he was trying to do is get into Eve. I want Eve. I want her. He saw that it was good. Adam, even in that, that scripture, which Moses wrote the, the first books of the Bible, but Moses saw that in after right after he makes Eve, and he, he puts a beautiful scripture that that weddings are all about. It says, therefore man shall leave his mother. Well, wait a second. <laughs> who's, who's Adam and Eve's father and mother? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ask these questions. I don't know if you guys do. But like, how does that pop in? Which is beautiful. I'm saying it's, it's so right to be right there. Yeah. So not only is that, is right there, that, that, that covenant, word covenant's made there, not, not any marriage ceremony is needed, but he knows that's his helpmate, guys. His design, his design, not the enemy, not the devil, not LGBTQT. Those are those identities were found not just in the garden, because let's say, let's say, what else is else out there? Matt was writing down. There's all your sodomy. There's all all sorts of monsters, is what I like to call it. Having a heyday. So what does Satan want? He wants that wound. He wants her. He wants the life perdition, man. You know, that's what I meant by that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're right. I think that's I mean, here's here's what I'll also that's why I went way to Mary because I think that probably went way above a lot of people. Yeah. Because it he had the he had the answer. He's had the answer from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And it was his son to then make that sin taken on the cross, the lamb slain, but it has to come through the womb. Yeah. Why is why is the helpmate so important? Is because the Jesus through the helpmate, right? Through the womb becomes our savior to then on the cross. And then, I mean, just story after story. And I, I, I leave you guys with some of this is like, the book is so good, man. I love, I love scripture to know that to be on the story. I, I'm not the scholar guy. I'm the like, what's this cool, like mystery that this thing creates. He, every time Mary is brought up, his mother, the womb, okay? Because when I, 
when I first, this is again five years ago when I started really into Genesis 1 and 2, and he showed, he showed me Mary, I'm like, God, that's crazy. You're saying that the womb of the woman, Eve, you see Mary. Every time the interaction with the Christ, the wedding, with when he turns water to wine, he calls her woman. Before he calls her mom, mother. Yeah. Okay? There's a lot of interaction at the cross. There's even moments where he's with his mother. He, that's his natural birth mother, right? So there are there are such a beautiful connection throughout that is so right now so important and why I mention it to a bunch of guys is because we've been now given that same authority back yeah. okay he redeemed all of that through his son and we can have that meekness we can have everything that he preached and um, like I said I, I I worry because I all I see is moo. See a bunch of cows. Mm. Y'all missed that part. <laughs> cows are not very smart. Buffaloes are, you know, they'll be buffalo. Be a buffalo. Be a buffalo. There you go. Go herd. Go herd. <laughs> but anyway, the understanding of who we are, who we were made and created in His image. We say those things lightly, just knowing them, because we were taught that, which was still right. Mm -hmm. mm. When we face that in today's world, man, go right back to that knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. Certainly God didn't say that. Yeah. Auntie, uncle, certainly not. You know what I'm saying? It's a lie. All that's a lie. Okay, molestation happened. That's monster stuff, man. You get what I'm saying? Those are all things that happen. Because if he really got her, here's the beautiful thing. They didn't know they were naked, right? This is this is the like like we we in churches do like PG thirteen, maybe even like what's the one below that? PG. Why PG? That, that <clears throat> we don't even get to thirteen. So they're naked, just realizing they're naked. I think that's crazy to know. God's first act is ask, say, who told you that? Yeah. He doesn't even see them. He doesn't even see them in their sins. I got chills. Yeah, that's You get what I'm saying, man? Yeah. And that's the part where you're dealing with homosexuality, you're dealing with this. That's not your identity. And what he does is he clothes them. His first act after sin, this will go, this will this will help everybody. And you can share this with everybody and your brother and your auntie. Because <laughs> after sin, after you did your sin, God's first act was malevolence, was to care yeah. for you. He's trying to care for you even in your sin. And that's not taught, because like Matt, if you said that, we're taught that you're going to hell. 
Now, the, it, it will lead to, because the wages of sin is death, we get that side. Mm -hmm. You can't continue in it. But to know the Father, the true shepherd, man. And Second Peter calls him the great shepherd and something else. It's so good. Please, God, find that verse, please. You have a phone? I can't. I'm not very good at my phone. What is it? I've read all of Second and Third Peter, and I have to the Second and Third Peter. Second Peter. I have never found it. It's probably First Peter. Sorry, what were you saying? Are, are you saying that God doesn't see the devil like through their sin? He asks them the question, right? The scripture. That's why I said, read the book. And it's so good when you see it through this lens. He asks them, where are you? He asks, where are you? He knows where they are. Yeah. <clears throat> they're ashamed. They're, they're naked. They're ashamed. They're trying to hide from We do that. We just walked right out. <coughs> You're not telling me that they didn't walk right out of here with sin in their life? You get saying? Yeah. So he's asking that question to us today. <laughs> Will, you mentioned about being in the, what did you say about the darkness? Or being, we're we're getting more comfortable when we turn the lights off. Yeah, and we don't have to. Well, that's what happens. They're trying to find comfort in their hidden with the big leads. You hear that? I mean, like, mm -hmm. but who told you? Like, who told that? Kid, you got to hear his words of the Father. Okay, and and one of the the key I can't stress this enough is that we in churches and circles do a great job of teaching Jesus as the Savior to to save us from our sin. But God the Father in his love for us. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that that's that's God the Father in those moments. And if we understand the triune God, which is still horrible, like a whole whole bunch of wildness within the three, the, the Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We are easily attracted to or pulled to Jesus because I've heard this. If you've heard the the uh, or read the book The Shack, watch the movie. I love what he says about Jesus and that. And Jesus says says it to the guy in the in the book. I'm the most human. He is the most human. He is, he came he came to this earth, so we can relate to Jesus more than any God. And that, that might even be true of the other gods that are out there, not within you know, within the world. But that's why we know and like I'm glad you asked that because we we're learning, I think, at least I where I'm at, I'm learning such greatness in what it is the Father. That's no slight on our dads. Because I think you guys have some good dads, like and I got a good dad, but he didn't teach me about the Father. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I've got enough of the son, and, and as a good father now, I'm going to teach my sons to be good sons. And so, it all makes sense, but I think you have to go back to the beginning when you're struggling or when you're facing all sorts of things to know who told you 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, to your buddy, Stephen, who told him that he was an addict? No. That's a lie. You got yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, the world call it that's that. Good. And here's the here's the truth. The world call it says it even here. They'll call you know, they'll call you lots of things. I've been called a lot of things, guys. I'm sure. So my own mother too. You know what I mean? I have some questions for you about theology and the Bible. I am up and Will help me. Really quickly. Will. And stop me anytime. Now. Go. Yes. Whenever. Uh, God drove Adam out of the garden. He drove him out of the garden to a place called Nod. Mm -hmm. I thought the garden was the entirety of the planet. Why is there a place called Nod? Why did I say so? Like, you got to expand your your horizons here. Like, do you see that there's demons? When I say that, that's the that's the part that we do such a bad job of portraying. To kids, like young little ones, mm -hmm. we don't want to show them. We just want to keep it PG. Yeah. We don't want to show them that, and it still is in lots of ways. The world's in chaos. Like, but what he did in a piece, it, and put them there, not just to redeem, but to be prosperous and and multiply. Go, you know. The the why like I I am I've studied for and I'm I'm telling you like years now Genesis one wild wild things like to know that in one day he separates light from dark like just sit in the moments this is really good to do sit in prayer with and just like say man the heavens and the earth like you just because you you kind of want to try to visualize what God's doing at this moment. And like, this is hilarious because I think you guys have watched Men in Black. And like they, they have these funny like marbles. Remember that at the end of the movie? They're picking marbles, like they zoom out to the aliens, you know all that. That's not even right. That's not true. Like God's so around us and in us and through us. Like our cons our concept is so wildly off or wildly crazy and that even to inch on it so so Matt when I say that you got to expand that guard you got to expand your whole your whole viewpoint of it all because it was that intention it was the beginning of the journey yeah I'm back to back to Jesus yeah I meant, I meant more of like, um, and how did he drive them out? And whenever he placed the seraphim or nephilim, seraphim. to guard the tree, was the was it already there? And were other things like that already there? Or did he just like spawn seraphim? 
Pokemon. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's God either way. Yes. I know, either, either way. way yeah, I, could, I would say, yeah. Either could. way, but like, you know, there was a third of the angels on the earth. Okay, so are, were they still angels when they were on the earth? Because Lucifer was an angel and now he's in the form of a serpent. So it's like, just so that's good. That, that's why I go and I brought up is he more human or is he more serpent? Yeah. Have you ever heard a snake talk? I've never heard an animal talk in my life. I haven't. So like, so the only other time in the Bible is, is a donkey. It's called yes. And so we 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 accept that. So here's what here's what that's called, because I've I've listened to a a rabbi who who teaches just like the 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 Old Testament. So they they all they have to memorize it for God's sakes. Yeah. They call that the lullaby effect. So you have learned the lullabies. You can recite them, right? Yeah. Without ever knowing, that snake just talks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? So heard it so many times we don't even question things we don't like question that. It. There it is. There it is. Yeah. There it is. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. He's not afraid of any of our questions. Yeah. So why why is it not till how old are you now? Nineteen. Nineteen that you haven't asked that question? Because mm-hmm. you you're asking it to me, but that's the wrong person. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. You, that lullaby effect we're doing every day. We might even do it in the middle of a service. Yeah. Because we we recite scripture like this. You hear that, Anthony? Like we know. And I know Romans 12, man. I know it. Yeah. We're doing other mind. Like, but what does that look like, bro? Come on, because we won't face the same thing. We won't see the see it. The we will see it in the right way. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Come on, Jerome. One more thing. One more thing. Genesis 5, I think, chapter 5. It talks about Matthew called me one day. It's hyped about this verse. And it was about how... Um, Stop checking your pulse. It doesn't matter. I'm just curious. Amen. Uh, oh, my God. How the sons of man came... Or the sons of God came into the daughters of man. And produce these beings of great heroic stature, or something like that. Why does it separate? Because we're all sons and daughters of God. So, and we always have been the sons and daughters of God. So, why does it separate in that verse? The sons of God came into the daughters of man, and obviously they had sex, right? And, and they produced this. Why? Why does it separate right there? And they're called something. What are they called, Matthew? Nephilim. Yeah. God. Yeah. So I want to go back to what what because I it sucks because I I got I I hear this rabbi. He's on the podcast, so I could probably share it with you guys. Um, you have to say that goes over to my head. We're asking you're asking you're not asking a wrong question. You're just not you're not asking it in the right way. Okay. Okay. So what I've learned about that again these first few books and man this you want to keep going? Is this is it okay? you want me to keep going? Keep going. I mean I'm just because it's just heavy because I don't want to like throw you off this 
deep in and think that things that you've learned are all wrong. I don't that will freak that. me out a little bit, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have the scripture if you want me to read it, and if we want clarification, I'll read it first. Because I'm just, the only thing I'm curious about is why is there a separation between the brothers and daughters of God? There's the sons of God and daughters of man. They obviously had intercourse and produce some type of being that is described as halot, which separates them from normal human beings. If I ever laugh at anything, I'm not laughing at anybody. It's just sometimes stuff catches me off guard, you know. Yeah, it just happens. Yeah, I can read it. I'll start at one. When men began to multiply on the face of the land and the daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of man were attractive, and they took they took as their wives any they chose. Then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days shall be a hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim were on earth in those days and also afterward. Then the sons of God came into the daughters of man, and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. Okay, so I'm going to... The story, there's a story within the story. Okay? Uh, within the story. Follows, this is follows... This follows the flood. This is a precursor to the flood. That's Genesis 6, Noah and the flood. You can, we kind of know that story. Again, it's the lullaby effect. Okay? But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you there's a... So you learned in English, like literature, English. You guys went to school, right? There's like haiku, haikus... Metaphors, different like rap has different rhythms. You can rap and rhyme, right? There's a structure, and this is this is wild, and it's a Hebrew structure that the the book is written. Remember, so like this is something that in the beginning the books were written by Moses. Remember what I said, you guys knew that or didn't know that? Yes. That's okay. But they were taught to memorize scripture, memorize the first five books, right? Mm -hmm. Of the Bible. But again, I'm asking why? Why? Why do they need to understand creation? Why do they need to understand the wickedness, the, the woman, the Eve, like I said, the, the scripture that's in there that says, therefore man shall leave his mother and father and cleave his wife. Like that's in Genesis 1 and 2. And then we're, we're here. Now we're, and what I, what, I, what I saw or what I read in there is flesh shall not abide with man. Flesh, his days shall be this. So, what if I told you it's a type and shadow of what happened to Adam and Eve? And that the days of creation, the seven days, like we said, were is a type and shadow of what happened before the flood and then after. Okay? What if I what if I told you that 
Noah's same journey is a very type and shadow to the journey that was creation and man. Meaning from the beginning. And so the, the flood, I'll take you to the flood first because that, that creates the whole thing. Is that he, he floods the earth. They didn't even know what the earth was. I mean, rain was, so he floods it. So he separates, okay, and, and I'll go back to Genesis 1, because you want to do this type and shadow thing, just like what rhyming and, and literature does. Right, Matt? Mm -hmm. And he separates day and night, waters, he separates, and he fills, he puts water, he floods the earth, and then there's animals, he named the animals. Are you are you picking up here? No. So he puts he puts all the animals in the puts all the animals in the garden. There's wickedness before. So the so here's what I'm trying to say. God is designing the journey of what were what was started in creation and also mimicking it throughout scripture. We say we say that all about Jesus, like, oh Jesus was in like that was a prophecy foretold. But this was his, God's creation throughout time. And in the Old Testament, we always say he's got a God of wrath. And until, until that flood, does he put a rainbow in the sky? And that's his promise to people. So in, that, in those days that follow, and I can show it to you in more detail because I don't want to confuse the heck out of you, is it, it talks about how there's no land. He, and for, for so long, they're floating in this boat, right? Mm -hmm. So you're focused on, like, the men. And they all die. Okay, so they all die in the flood. Do you agree with that? Yes. So, like, to your question... I ask, what's the story? You get what I'm saying? No. What, what, what's the story of, you're, you're reading through all scripture, but you're taking it, you're just taking what that first, what, four verses, five verses. And I, what I'm trying to tell you is, that's the garden. There's wickedness. There's things going on. Do you think, and I think there were angels that didn't have a sex, so they didn't have a female male. Do any of them have? I, don't, I mean, like, that's my opinion. Like, there's not. You, we, we portray angels as female and males, like a lot of female angels. Like, I. Can I jump in really quick? So, what I just looked up from a, a ton of different Bible references is that these groups of men are basically from the line of Seth, which is one of uh, Adam's children. Sons, yeah. And so these warriors were unrighteous, okay? And from this line of Seth, they fell away from God. But they were still very, very mighty warriors. And so they called themselves as in like a joke to be belittling to other people sons of God 
So that's how the Nephilim came to be. And through that, they became kings. And they had multiple wives. And then they had sex with their offspring. Monsters. So they became physical monsters. Giants. Because of all the sex that they were having with so many different offspring. And that produced the Nephilim, which were the giants back in the day. That's freaky. They all died. Like I'm going to say, so you get where I'm going with that. So you hear that, and it's not as much about who they are as about what the story is, what he's, what God is trying to show. Here's what God is trying to show that he, so imagine being a little Israelite going out of Egypt, but knowing the story (coughs) of your forefathers that Moses told. Okay, that they're reading this, knowing that Noah, you know, Noah was, you know, through the the lineage, through all of this. And here's where I'm going to kind of calm everybody and think, oh, my gosh, this is crazy, is it gets back to showing people, especially the Israelites, the importance of the Sabbath. Okay. So creation and all those days, Genesis 1 and 2, God still rested. And at the end of this whole story with Noah, mm-hmm. with the, you know, all that chaos and all that sex, and even we know the flood and all the death, like again, we are lullabied away from really knowing what really happened in those days with Noah. And I, I'll remind you, as in the days of Noah, it shall be in the days of the Revelation. That's in the New Testament. So it gets it gets back to a point where the water subsides, right? He plants uh, a, a, a dove, brings creation back to him in the form of a fruit, right? Yeah. So there's the land separates the earth and the day from night and then if you if you fall through the rest of Genesis there's a day of re- there's a rest there's Sabbath yeah so there's a story within the story guys and I I know I've I said all of that just because I've I'm not saying I've studied it but just learning and hearing through a, a view of a rabbi like I was not taught that and, and yeah. the best way that I can describe it is when he said that about a lullaby effect. That's good. And I think it's okay. You'll often, and this is, I mean, I'm okay with it. Oh, oh you might be okay. You often be like, that's, why are you being such a heretic? Or why, I would rather be, I heard this too, I love this. I'd rather be gullible than cynical. Okay? So as much as I love that you bring up monsters and what 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 are they called the Nephilim, the Nephilim, like that's so awesome to me. Yeah. But I don't want to be like here's the other side of it. You probably you've, you've seen these people come. They're very cynical about it, or they'll give you an answer. And you're like, that's not what I really want to know. Or like, give me the context of it all. Like, how does that how does that relate? You know and. I don't think we're ever told that, or I've not had that, until I realized, man, 
I need to know the story. Yeah. I need to know the heart of what, what's behind it. Yeah. So let's take that thought note. That's, um, well, never mind. Oh. Yeah. Mr. Kirby? Yeah, he don't like. Well, he would have asked him. During these days of the rapid population expansion, especially because of the long lifespans and the pre-flood world, there was a problem with ungodly tension makers between sons of God and mm -hmm. daughters of men. The sons of God saw the daughters of men. Many have believed that the sons of God were those from the lines of Seth, like you said, the daughters of men, which were the line of Cain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, this describes an intermarriage between the godly and the ungodly, something God has specifically prohibited. But this approach leaves many unanswered questions. Why does make God angry enough to wipe out almost the earth's population? Why was there something unusual about the offsprings of these unions? The idea that these were believers marrying unbelievers doesn't seem fit doesn't seem to fit the record of the text. It seems more accurate to see the sons of God as either demons, mm -hmm. angels in rebellion against God, or as uniquely demon-possessed men and daughters mm -hmm. of men as human women. The phrase son of God clearly refers to angelic creatures when it is used to three times in the Old Testament. The translator of the uh, Septuagint. This is Septuagint. Septuagint. Such translated Son of God as angels, those ancient translators clearly thought the Son of God referred to the angelic beings, not to the people descended from Seth. Yeah, so the, the third of the fallen angels, basically like all of these heavenly beings were creating like, in a sense that we would understand what we call like demigods. Like how you read in like Greek mythology, humans with, you know, some kind of supernatural being. Yeah. And so that's why God was like, I didn't intend for this. So Wipe them out. Like, 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 no, like how Lucifer, like Lucifer is he more snake or is he more human? Can I say that? Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So you get it. I'm glad Kirby brought that up because that makes a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. That that does make so much more sense. Yeah. Thank you for that, Anthony. Because I was like, man, I was like, I was like, and, you know, it just doesn't make sense, like. It just seemed like there was more there because it wasn't just like humans and humans were creating these like mighty humans. I was like, it just doesn't seem like it's all. It's just something like it's it's not adding up. So that's well, that was, good. That, that's what I noticed. Like when in what he was reading, he said the more sex they had, the more powerful they become. I was like, that didn't make any. No, sense I was just saying all. the more. Deposit. I know, but the, yeah, that's what it yeah. was like it was still. Well, it, let's put it this way: if God wasn't in the picture and Satan got what he wanted, this is Eve. What do you think it would have? what that would have become exactly. so here here's the other aspect she they they are pushed out of the garden we know that they didn't nod but they also procreate yeah they still love each other they're still a husband and wife and they know that so then all of a sudden they see that he and i i didn't i didn't get to the best part is that we know he curses he curses every one of them and this is why I say that, is he more snake or is he more, I should have said this, I wish Kirby was here. Oh, we're going to fill him back in, don't worry. He curses him and he curses Satan, the snake, or the serpent, 
and then it says that it didn't he curses it to his belly yeah so when you're saying i don't know anthony said that when he slithered in uh according to the curse he slithered <laughs> that's after the curse right yeah he did he said that he put him on his belly yeah so again is it demon is it snake what is it <laughs> yeah you heard i've, I've heard uh so he cursed that but let's talk about the the Child pain, you know, in, in during birth, yeah, childbirth, pain, and then Adam's the is crazy as well, yeah. you know, and so those all play in part to the whole story, only redeemed in the second Adam. Yeah, that's right. So I'll leave that for another day and time. But what are you saying? Just, now? Yeah, I was just saying that I've I've heard it talked about like. You know, did snakes maybe even used to have arms and legs when they were creation before? Um, you know, and that's why they were cast their belly. But then it's like your whole like, you know, was serpent just a word to describe who that person was? You know what I mean? It's like, it's 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 just really cool. Nice. Yeah. Very important. And I'm not saying you know, y'all don't know the Bible. I'm not saying that you know you, you don't because you do know the word. You have the word hide hidden in your heart. But I think it's very important is that if you're going to speak on it, and that's the same for me too, because I have to learn this myself. If you're going to speak God's word and you want to use God's word, you have to go into context. When did this happen? Where did it happen? Right. What, what is taking place? Yeah. And how do we apply it to our lives? Here's so the biggest thing is this though. There's an app. That, see, I have this app called Blue Letter. It's called Blue Letter Bible. Yep. And so I take that app. Anything that I have trouble with, whether it is in the Old Testament, no. I take that and I match it up with the New Testament, or I match the New Testament up with the Old Testament, and it shows me Jesus in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. And so it's like this, you know. You know, we say this, uh, for an example, uh, Lord, uh, um, what is that a scripture talking about uh, in the New Testament? Uh, holy and pure. Okay, so what was that like in the Old Testament? Now, what is it like now? So it's basically, that's what I'm trying to tell you, you know what I mean? We can we can we can get those Bible verses. Oh bless the Lord on my soul. What was David trying to do? Mm -hmm. And I think it helps us at the end. Alright. So we're gonna recap for you, Curb. We think we got the answer that you were looking for. So when it talks about the sons of God in that verse, um, there was something that Anthony brought up and read that it talks about that those were like a, the third of the fallen angels and creatures and whatever Ghosts. that were with Lucifer. So basically what was happening was these these heavenly beings, these higher beings, the humans, were having sex and having children with human women. Um, so they were creating like in what, like I said, our terms would be like almost like a demigod. That's where they were like all these super powerful creatures and beings and warriors that weren't supposed to be like... Me and Matt came to the conclusion, or the uh, that it's a possibility that these might be people that, like the Greek gods, 
people think that they're created gods. Others said, no, God is not our God. Yeah. But people could but, have a misconception that these are these were gods, and these are what people. Were but what I was saying is that they that the godly that the that the godlies were having that were having sex with the ungodly. And see, the Bible says, do not do not um, do not yoke yourself up with unbelievers. Well, and I'll just say this. Not the only that happens God. again with the the um, uh, Philistines. Yeah. That happens again yeah. and again. Yeah. Happening again and again. So, it, like, um, to kind of wrap it up, because I, I, I don't want to be a dead horse here, is the, I have to leave anyways. It's okay. Like, wow. here's where I say this. It's okay. I'm learning that it's okay to start asking those questions because sort of what Anthony's saying, you're not going to get that in a regular setting of a church or a Bible study. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? This is, these are things that are revealed through time. And like, like I said, I think the Lord waited for me to understand that so that then I can share with you're 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 wise enough to take that and not say, oh my God, this is there. There's there are Greek gods in the Old Testament, like you know, like, you understand. Like, like it's all it's all within like craziness of what is what is like I said I, I said a couple different times. The book is wide. We don't read it enough. Yeah. In order to say, wow, I just learned something that's in here. That I would, I, it took me 19 years to finally ask that question. Yeah. Will said the best. Like, it, we, it, we just realized a snake talk. And, we, and then that, that's, the, that's the hard part is like, I worry because I am a father of the Yeah. We see it. So, yeah, I definitely felt like I should tell you those.